Welcome to Coming Home with Heather, a podcast for women on their journey of self-discovery and healing. I'm your host, Heather Stewart, and I'm here to guide you on your quest for self-love, acceptance, and unshakable confidence. I'm here to help you find unconditional love, deep healing, and connection. I hope to inspire you and to empower you on this journey of coming home to yourself. Welcome. If you've been in my world a while, you know that I keep it real. I'll be the first person to call you on your BS in the most loving way, of course. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. So buckle up and hop on because we're going for a ride. In today's episode, I want to talk about a topic that I see becoming increasingly popular. And that is the topic of people pleasing. People pleasing is essentially putting everyone else's needs wants and well-being before your own and I see this a lot in my work as an anxiety and confidence coach women all around the world are sacrificing their own mental emotional and physical health to make sure that everyone else is okay first but get this people pleasing is a social construct It is rooted in the belief that it is selfish to put yourself first. And this belief is projected onto women more than men. Women are expected to put everyone else first. And if you've tuned into my podcast, Coming Home with Heather, in episode six, I go more into where I stand on this idea of putting yourself first. Because making yourself your number one priority is not only not selfish, it is necessary. You cannot take care of others if you do not take care of yourself first. It is that simple. Now, don't get me wrong. Taking care of your loved ones is important. It's why we're here on this earth to nurture, support, and care for one another. But with people-pleasing... That nurturing support and care happens at the expense of your own well-being. And many of my clients come to me experiencing anxiety, overwhelm, depression, and low self-confidence. And they've spent a lifetime making sure everyone else is happy. They fear the judgment of others. So they limit themselves to fulfilling other people's expectations of them, even when it is completely out of alignment with who they are and what they want for their life. And of course, we want the people we love to be happy. However, the idea that you can make everyone happy by neglecting yourself is a recipe for disaster. Let me put it this way. The first step to being unhappy is trying to please everyone else. 
Because if you're living in order to please other people, you will always be their prisoner. You will always be held back by what they think is right, good, necessary, and important. You will never reach your full potential by allowing the limitations of others to limit you. You're so afraid of letting others down that in fact you're letting yourself down. Because you're trying to be everything to everyone. And you know what that is? Mission impossible. You cannot possibly make everyone happy all the time. Someone somewhere will always have a problem with you, with themselves, with the world. So taking on the responsibility for everyone else's well-being will lead to overwhelm and burnout and in the long run, resentment for the people you love most. And that's when relationships begin to deteriorate. So how long are you going to say yes to everybody else and continue saying no to yourself? This is a form of self-betrayal. Straight up. You are breaking your own heart by putting yourself at the bottom of your list of priorities. Now, most of what I've already said has been repeated umpteen thousand times across social media platforms everywhere. It's probably not the first time you've heard it. It is an important message, but I have an interesting twist to this topic. I'm going to take this one step further. And this may shake some of you to your core, but I keep it real here because y'all need to hear this. So put on your big girl panties, sit down and take notes. Ready? Here we go. In addition to people pleasing being a form of self-betrayal, it is also a form of unconscious manipulation. That's right. I said it. People-pleasing is unconscious manipulation on your part. When you people-please, you are unconsciously trying to control or influence the situation and the feelings of others. This is not a conscious choice, of course. You're not a master manipulator. You wouldn't be in my space if you were. You're a kind soul who wants to love and be loved, and that is beautiful. We need people like you in this world. However, if you are a chronic people pleaser, you are unconsciously trying to force others to approve of you to validate you, and to make you feel worthy. And that is manipulation. It's a toxic behavior pattern, both for you and for other people, because they're not able to see, validate, approve of, or value the true you. They are seeing a version of you that is inauthentic. And therefore, it's not a genuine connection. It's not real love. 
That's why you feel empty, even though you're doing everything, quote unquote, right. That's why you feel so alone, even though you're fulfilling others' expectations to a T. That's why you're experiencing anxiety, because you are living out of alignment with your true nature. Take a minute and let that settle in. And go back and listen again if you need to. Because this is powerful, life-changing stuff, folks. No one ever plans to be a people pleaser. It just happens. But why? Is it really part of your personality? Is it really an innate character trait? Where does this toxic behavior come from? That's right. You guessed it. Childhood trauma. When we grow up in a chaotic, unpredictable, unsafe environment, we adapt by learning to please our caretakers to avoid conflict. We become hyper aware of others' emotions. And this is often confused with being empathic. If you identify as an empath, like I do, you're not uniquely blessed with the ability to sense others' emotions. This is not a divine ability. That is a skill that you developed out of a need for survival. It's a trauma response. I often talk about the fight or flight trauma response because I am an anxiety and confidence coach and that's the context for my coaching with my clients. But there are actually four trauma responses. There's the fight, flight, freeze, and fawn responses. People-pleasing is a form of the fawn trauma response. When you fawn, you shrink, you play small, you kowtow, you defer to others, you avoid conflict, and do what is necessary to keep the peace, even if it means betraying yourself and staying silent and not speaking your truth. Because of this, you ultimately lose touch with yourself. You lose your innate self-trust and self-wisdom. And you end up outsourcing your trust and wisdom to others. In other words, you no longer trust or listen to your intuition, or at least you confuse fear of conflict, that little niggle you get in your gut when you sense someone's energy is off. You, you confuse this for intuition. It's not the same thing. I'll tell you my story um, about people pleasing um, in my life. So I grew up in a medical family. My father just retired as a cardiothoracic surgeon that means a heart and lung surgeon my mother was a registered nurse and my sister is a neurosurgical physician's assistant 
I did not go down that path. But I am fascinated by um, all things medicine and the um, in the context of mental health and physical health and the work that I do as an anxiety and confidence coach. But anyway, so I grew up in this household with a father who, while I do have a deep love and respect for him, um, was very emotionally absent and placed very high expectations on his children, particularly me as the oldest. And I was, I was always expected to be the best, to do the best. And when I didn't, for example, I got a B instead of an A, it was devastating for me because I sensed very keenly and viscerally in my being that I, I wasn't enough because of the way that my, that my father reacted uh, when I came to him. Even though I had like seven A's and one B, it still wasn't good enough. I, I, perfection was the expectation and anything less was not acceptable. And so that taught me, that ingrained a deep belief in me that in order to be good enough for anyone or anything, I had to be perfect. And I became a closet perfectionist. Um, outwardly, I was, am highly successful, accomplished, organized, driven, you know, motivated. Um, I've always had my shit together for the most part outwardly. But, you know, inside until I began my healing journey to overcome debilitating anxiety that is a result of this and other trauma. Yes, having putting ridiculous expectations on your kids is a form of trauma. While outwardly I looked like I've had it all together, inwardly I've, I've always had this deep belief that I was not good enough. And that informed um, how I showed up in jobs in school and in relationships it ended up in me attracting very toxic relationships toxic abusive relationships i am in a survivor of domestic violence um in all forms take that as you will if you can imagine it probably happened to me but i have healed from that i've overcome that and looking back i realize now that that perfectionism was is rooted in a fear of failure because I didn't want to disappoint my father. And it's something that I'm still working through to this day. I do hold myself to ridiculous expectations. And in general, I struggle with, with making mistakes. I've become a lot more gracious and compassionate with myself um, as I've gone through my healing journey and as I work with my clients, right? You got to practice what you preach. And so it's, you know, I've learned to allow myself to take imperfect action and see imperfections as opportunities for growth and see what you would call mistakes as um, stepping stones, right? They're learning opportunities. And that was something that I was not taught. I was definitely not, that was not a belief that I grew up with. Um, it was something that I have learned as an adult in my 30s um, through my own healing journey. And it's something that I'm, that's why I'm here sharing it with you because it is so powerful. So coming back um, to the topic, your perfection will never be enough in a world that is committed to seeing your imperfections.
and to focusing on them, right? To highlighting them. So I encourage you to do your best to stop caring what people think of you when you're doing what you know is best for your life. Because other people's expectations are none of your business. What other people think, what other people believe, and the expectations that they project onto other people, that is that has to do with their inner work and with their wounds and with their suppressed trauma that has not been dealt with. It has nothing to do with you and your worth and your ability to be an amazing human being to to make a positive impact in this world and to create the life that you desire. There are people in this world that need you to be you. The real, raw, authentic you. So I want to take a moment to help you integrate this new way of thinking and behaving into your life. So if you're with me and you're able to, if you're not driving or anything, put your hand on your heart, take a deep breath, you can close your eyes if you like, and repeat after me. I am done living up to other people's expectations. I am done being held back by other people's judgments about my life. I am done being remote controlled by people. I refuse to allow my world and my life to be dictated by people who are not going to be there for me at the end of my life. And pardon my French here, but the account of fucks that I have to give is in the negative. I hope that made you giggle. I am not interested in entertaining the expectations of people who do not have what I want or whose lives look nothing like I want my life to look like. I hope you're feeling that in your soul, perhaps in your body. You have my permission to release those expectations. Maybe give your shoulders a little shake. And when you are able not only to believe these statements, but to embody them and to integrate them into your identity and to create your life story around them, that is what it looks like to be unshakable, unstoppable, limitless. So live for you. Do what lights your soul on fire. I'll leave you with these final thoughts. When are you going to give yourself permission to be great? When are you going to give yourself permission to live your life on your terms? And when are you going to give yourself permission to live your truth? Thank you for joining me today. 
If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so that more people around the world will be able to hear it too. And remember, keep exploring, keep growing, keep loving on your journey home to yourself.